Tis the season we pull out all the holiday favorite music, and today we sit down with Robert Wyatt, Director of Music at Highfield Hall. He's a Steinway artist, Smithsonian Institution lecturer, and specialist in American music. We're going to talk about a few of those favorites and some tidbits you might not know. Welcome back. Thank you, Mindy. And now um, we've got kind of an interesting array of selections here this morning, and we're going to start out with which song? We're going to start with I Saw Three Ships, which is probably one of the oldest Christmas songs that we know of. It's from the 12th or 13th century. It was a folk song sung by the minstrels. And, um, you know, there were many English uh, songs that dealt with midwinter, especially the pagan holidays of the winter solstice. But it wasn't until the 13th century when St. Francis Assisi started letting people do something in their own languages rather than Latin that things started taking off. So... So here we go. I saw three ships. This is the the Cambridge uh, College, the King's College Singers of Cambridge University, mm-hmm. and they have just a beautiful Christmas recording. Oh, so the voices are just many years. lovely. Yes. So there's a tune that's been around for quite a while. Yes, the original lyrics basically dealt with um, the um, the portage of uh, the wise men's bones to the Cologne Cathedral. That's where the three ships came from. As the centuries evolved, um, they used other saints, and finally they got to Jesus and Mary being taken to Jerusalem. But the three ships were originally taking the Magi to, to the Cologne Cathedral. So we, we move up in time a little bit to, uh, what is this, the late 16th century we're going to hear yes, next? Yes, yes. And this is uh, Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming. Tell us a little bit about this well, This one. is one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's a German text from the late 16th century. The tune actually first uh, appeared in the Spire Hymnal, uh, printed in Cologne in 1599. And then Michael Pretorius, a very famous German um, composer, um, set it to uh, music in 1609. And I think it's most interesting because Johannes Brahms loved it so much that he set his oral, his own choral fantasy for organ from the from the tune.
beautiful voices yet again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, um, uh, now our, our, we're kind of jumping ahead here. Uh, this next song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, this is, this is older than the recorded version that we have. Right. So tell us a yes. little bit about the song before yes. we talk about what we're going to well, hear. Well, the, the words were written by um, Charles Wesley, who was the brother of John Wesley, who you know invented the Methodist movement um, in England. It was first printed in 1739, but the original opening couplet was, Hark how all the welkin rings, glory to the king of kings, which was altered by one of Wesley's co-workers. He just didn't think that his <laughs> words really made it, and luckily so. Yeah. And um, then they... Uh, they chose uh, Mendelssohn's Festigazang on the invention of printing, um, which was written in 1840 as the tune. So you're hearing a little bit of, of Mendelssohn, a little bit of uh, Charles Wesley. That's interesting. And the, and the version that we have is uh, Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby, <sighs> if you can believe Perfect. Not the version you were expecting, was it? <laughs> I don't think they rehearsed a whole lot when they put that one together. Yeah, that might have been live somewhere. I'm not, I, I, I tried to find, you know, I have one of, it's one of those CDs that, you know, when they had the albums, we used to have so much more information. Yeah. You know, so now this is like right, a little the, cover the liner thing. Notes. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, I think it's great because yeah. you can really hear the voices, but they don't quite match. And they right. would last, one would last a little longer. <laughs> and the other who one, knows right. who the women are, but it's, that's a great recording. I've never great? heard that. Yeah, that's one of those. Fantastic. One of the, in my collection that who knows where that came from. Oh. <laughs> now, we have our next tune, tell us a little bit about In the Bleak Midwinter. Well, this has a very interesting uh, history. The English poet Christina Rossetti um, wrote the, the words sometime before 1872, uh, but it was not published until after her death mm-hmm. in a group of poetic works in 1904. And uh, it first appeared with music uh, by Gustav Holst, who we know mainly for his uh, his composition, The Planets, which mm. is very, very popular. It appeared in 1906 with his setting. And in 2008, it was voted the very best Christmas carol by the choir masters and choral experts oh, wow. of this planet. So it's a very hauntingly beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. And who's singing the recording that we're going to hear? Do you know? This is, again, the Cambridge Singers. Oh, 
what an absolutely beautiful recording that is. Mm. Yeah, the harmonies that's what you are go, so lush. Just gorgeous, mm. just gorgeous. Melts you. Yeah. The next song that we're going to talk about, I just love the story. There's so many. St- you, I mean, we could spend the whole rest of the show on this we one could. song. <laughs> White Christmas, of course. The classic song for Christmas. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about it. Irving Berlin. Well, first, we have to remember that Irving Berlin was a Jew. Right. And when he moved to, you know, his Orthodox, uh, his father was a cantor and he sang at the synagogue. Um, But he loved Christmas. When he lived in the Lower East Side, he used to um, visit his neighbors, the O'Hara's. And although they were as poor as he was, and they had a flimsy little tree with broken branches, he said, but to me it seemed to tower to heaven. Mm. Um, and it's a very you know, um, interesting because um, Irving Berlin um, in 1926 mar- married Ellen Mackey, who was Catholic. And um, so, you know, once he had a family, he celebrated Christmas. Um, but two years after he married, his his son, his only son, Irving Berlin Jr., died. Yeah, so on Christmas. On Christmas Day, uh, only three weeks old. So it was oh. a very difficult day for him. This particular piece was composed uh, many years later in 1937 when his family went back to New York and he stayed in Hollywood where he was writing the uh, the screenplay for Alexander's Ragtime Band. And he was thinking about holiday times and about Christmas. And in one night, he wrote White Christmas. And what's fascinating, we've got a couple of different versions here. We're going to just play a little bit of, of the one with Mel Torme singing, because there was there's this beginning that yeah. nobody plays, right? Well, when you think of a Christmas song, the, the, the verse opens, the sun is shining, the grass <laughs> is green, the orange and palm trees sway. Yeah, let's hear Mel sing it. The sun is shining, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th. And I am longing to be up north. And we know the rest. <laughs> we certainly do. You know, but that's so, it's so fascinating that it's very hard to find um, a version where it has that that beginning in L.A., Does, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? well, you know, it, it appeared in several movies, the mm-hmm. first being Holiday Inn in 1942. It took, you know, five years for the song to, to really you know, make right. it into the movies, and they didn't use the verse in that. Right. And, um, and, of course, a lot of people think there was the movie White Christmas where Bing Crosby sang it, and, mm-hmm. and we are going to hear Bing sing it, because I think when you think of that, you think of Bing, the song won an Academy Award. It went on to be the best-selling Christmas single with over 30 million copies sold, and Bing re-recorded the song in 1947. I know you won't know all this and it went on to the chart for amazing 20 straight Christmas seasons amazing and I'm a huge I just love Bing Crosby's voice
Anybody else who can whistle like that? Well, no. I mean, I mean he was incredible, yeah. wasn't he? He sure was. What a voice! Well, he Al had. Jolson did bird bird calls, right. but he didn't. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same. Now we've got another um, version of White Christmas that I bet <laughs> a lot of people are not familiar with. And I have to tell you, when I heard this, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> the rockabilly version. Oh my gosh! And the, all right, this is Elvis. Tell us what this. Irving Berlin was not pleased. Well, Irving Berlin, you know, Irving Berlin, you know, the only thing that he couldn't adjust to in terms of stylistic changes and and the um, sort of the mass appeal of of the the American people was rock and roll. Mm. So really, you know, with when Elvis, you know, came upon the scene, Elvis was the symbol of what Irving Berlin was stopped by. Mm -hmm. And when he heard that uh, Elvis was going to release White Christmas on his on his album, he actually went to court to prohibit it and he lost mm. and I think that you'll you'll see well, why he, let's hear why I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know where those streets are blazing It's worse. <laughs> oh. yeah. You know, I, this is, I guess, 
one of those recordings that people will just as soon forget. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love Elvis Presley. I do too, but... But not, not he, this. He just doesn't quite capture some of, his, it. some of his other Christmas songs in his album. They really oh, work very nicely. Yeah, 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 but absolutely. this one just doesn't. Not so much. Yeah. There's always these great stories behind the songs, aren't there? Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to jump up in time now, right? So where are we now? We're going to uh, the 1940s? We're going to the 1940s. And as the story goes, Mel Torme, the person we heard just earlier, went to visit his um, his uh, wordsmith friend, Bob Wells, and it was a very blistering hot day in California in July. And so he walks in, and Bob Wells is not around, and he looks down at a, a, a spiral notepad on the piano, and he saw chestnuts roasting, Jack Frost nipping, Yuletide carols, folks dressed up like Eskimos. And when Bob Wells came in, he says, what's going on? Bobo says, I was so hot, I just started thinking of all the things that would make me cool off. <laughs> and in 45 minutes, they sat down and they wrote the Christmas song. And then, of course, it was Nat King Cole who really made it his own. Nat King Cole Trio first recorded it in 1946. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow We'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to From one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas 
one of the later versions. That wasn't the 1946 version. That's right. He recorded it again in in 53 and finally in stereo in 1961, and that's what you're hearing. Yeah. Now, he was a little upset because, you know, he, he, the, the trio recorded it, and it's, you know, one of the classics of all time. But then, you know, Decca, um, who was recording black artists back then, Todd Duncan and Marian Anderson and, and Nat Cole, decided to stick some strings in there to make it a little bit classier. So that's mm-hmm. what we've—but if you listen to that original, you know, recording, you know, from um, 46, you'll hear just the trio, and it's sensational. Okay, now we jump up to 1957, uh, a, a little— um Rock and rollish, I guess. Yeah, again, rockabilly, and it's interesting that both um, "Jingle Bell Rock" by Bobby Helms came out the same year that you know Elvis's "White Christmas." So it was a big year for rockabilly Christmas music. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air What a bright time, it's the right time To rock the night away Jingle bell time is a swell time To go gliding in one horse lane Giddy up jingle horse Pick up your feet Jingle up around the clock Mix and mingle in the jingling feet That's the jingle bell Happy little tune. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I I chose the. La- I know you chose most of the music. I chose the last song that we're going to close the show out with because I wanted something we could you know dance our way out of the studio, uh-huh. Robert. But uh, I want it. It's Jingle Bells, but it's Benny Goodman. Um, of course, Jingle Bells, one of the best known, commonly sung winter songs, written by James Lord Pierpont, um, uh, and it copyrighted under the One Horse Open Sleigh, on <laughs> September sixteenth, eighteen fifty-seven. Um, and you know, this is not a Christmas song; it's a winter song. Jingle Bells, Frosty the Snowman, Winter Wonderland are all songs that have nothing absolutely to do with Christmas, but we really, we think of them as 
Christmas songs. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. This was actually the first piece that I, first Christmas piece that I played on the piano when I was six years old. So wow, fond memories. Fond memories. Me. See, and uh, and of course, it's Benny Goodman. They they recorded this in 1935 in July, I might add, of 1935. <laughs> uh, a lot of fun. There's so many songs we we could have put into this half yeah. hour if we had more time. Robert Wyatt's director of music at Highfield Hall, Steinway artist, Smithsonian Institution lecturer, and specialist in American music. Always fun to have you here. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here. Merry Christmas. Christmas to you, Mindy. I'm Mindy Todd. Here's Benny.